Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the 18th day of March, and this, the year of our Lord, 2022, and I will be talking about the accusation of treason leveled against Tulsi Gabbard by U.S. Senator Mitt Romney. A different title to this report might be The War for Your Mind, as we look at some of the propaganda surrounding the war in Ukraine, as well as what is propaganda. What is it? What is propaganda? How do you separate it from truth? For many years, there have been rumors that the U.S. was offshoring its biological weapons programs to other countries, but who knew that work was being conducted right on the border of Russia? A lot of people knew, apparently, but it was not until a few days ago that the cat escaped from the bag. Another cliche might be to use the, the old one of the toothpaste is out of the tube and cannot be stuffed back in no matter how much we want it back in. Victoria Newland, Undersecretary of State and author of the U.S.-Russian policy for several presidents, was questioned under oath in a public Senate hearing. Senator Marco Rubio asked her directly, face-to-face if there are U.S.-supported bioweapons labs in Ukraine, and she answered him. She seemed to not only acknowledge the existence of the labs, but was concerned that their contents might fall into the hands of the invading Russians. Her shocking statement seemed to confirm the Russian claims over many years routinely explained as Russian propaganda or conspiracy theories by the U.S., and its captive media. This was supposed to be just black propaganda, the kind put forward by an enemy to justify its aggression. But there was the Undersecretary of State and longtime Ukraine-Russia advisor confirming their existence. The Russian rumors were that a network of labs funded by the American Pentagon allegedly working with such things as anthrax, plague, Ebola, existed across Ukraine right on the border of Russia. The captive media and their fact-checkers spent several weeks denouncing and ridiculing the accusations of the Russians. Now they were left momentarily speechless by Newland's admission. They quickly recovered their voice, however, and sent out a spokesperson to tell us, quote, what Vicky meant was, end quote, etc. Vicky did the one thing you cannot do if you work for the government now, and that was tell the truth. You were apparently expected to lie to the senators under oath. Did she lie? Many people think so. But why would she lie? Only if what she said is true does her statement make any sense. The Russians have now reportedly overrun some of these labs, whether they exist or not. They captured documents which they claim have U.S. funding fingerprints all over them. Miss Newland confirmed about 29 labs, which she tried to explain as defensive, but developing the most deadly pathogens on Earth for purely defensive reasons. Yes, I suppose you have to grow Ebola just in case someone attacks you with Ebola. The Newland interview was apparently shown quite often on Russian television. Without alternative media, I don't know if we here in America would have seen it. In any event, it was terribly foolish, foolhardy decision to develop and fund such things in an extremely corrupt nation and one very hostile to Russia. Many people think this story is just Russian propaganda, as I said, but the World Health Organization decided to step in and make its opinion known. The World Health Organization, who, through its spokesperson, announced that it had advised Ukraine to destroy high-threat pathogens, 
housed in the country's public health laboratories to prevent any potential spills that would spread disease among the population. Many countries, including Ukraine, have public health research facilities researching how to mitigate disease among animals and humans in their population. So it was a face-saving way to word the advice. If the labs didn't exist, why would who give such advice? Tulsi Gabbard, former congresswoman from Hawaii, released a video calling for a ceasefire in areas around American-funded biolabs in Ukraine. She called on the U.S. to reconsider its support for these facilities, which experiment with pathogens, which could be accidentally released in time of war. For the crime of stating that she preferred that Europeans did not die in large numbers from biological poisons, she was accused by Senator Mitt Romney of, quote, parroting false Russian propaganda and spreading treasonous lies, end quote. Tulsi, as is her normal style, gave it right back to him. She cited evidence that, yes, I'm afraid Washington is funding these labs. Tulsi is not just repeating a Russian talking point, an accusation of treason. From a sitting U.S. senator, a death penalty crime was a little over the top even for Romney. He only succeeded in making himself appear to be someone with no understanding of actual world events. It also looks very bad for him. So consider this, a U.S. senator from a very wealthy family born to privilege who is never defending anything in his life except the investors he advised at Bain Capital. While Tulsi was deployed to the Middle East hellholes with the Army National Guard, Senator Romney Smear was the height of hypocrisy, but it was also a brief look at how the online world now works. Let's consider for a moment how this happened, what we're expected to believe. Tulsi, in clear defiance of the official position we're all expected to take, and that is full-out support without reservation for Ukraine, or else she takes a position that just happens to coincide or agree with a stated Russian position. Her statement is then shown on Russian TV around the world to anyone who is permitted to see Russian TV. Unfortunately, that does not include very many Americans. That is all seen as absolute proof of allegiance to a hostile power, and free speech becomes... A lot less free as a result. Russia opposes and tries to reduce American and Western influence around the world wherever they find it. Whether military or economic, any statement skeptical of that influence is amplified, as I told you so, by Russia. That doesn't by itself invalidate any position. If we debate fracking, for example, or natural gas production, which Russia certainly has an interest in, that does not standing alone invalidate our position. If certain environmental reasons make Joe Biden decide to close the Keystone Pipeline and Russia applauds his decision, does that make him pro-Russian? Mitt Romney was not the only one to climb on board the Tulsi is treasonous campaign. Tulsi was not the only one accused. Fox News host Tucker Carlson has expressed some skepticism about what the U.S. role in Ukraine should be, and certainly on the biolabs, reasonable people should be able to disagree and to publicly debate their views without fear of a federal investigation. If you watch the TV show The View, you might forget that the Constitution, let alone the First Amendment, even exists. The host of that show called for President Biden's Department of Justice to investigate both Carlson and Tulsi for what they call propaganda. Also said that Fox News should step in 
and rein in Carlson's show, bear with me now, while I give you a quote from that show. Quote, I think the Department of Justice, in the same way that it is setting up a task force to investigate oligarchs, should look into people who are Russian propagandists and shilling for Putin. If you're a foreign asset to a dictator, it should be investigated. And in fact, I remember when Tulsi Gabbard, and I hate that we're discussing it because I think to myself, who is this woman? She's a, you know, she's no longer in Congress. She's a failed presidential candidate. She only practically exists on Twitter. And if that is correct, we're giving her oxygen. That's what makes her relevant. But we're talking about her on hot topics. But on the other hand, how do you not? They used to arrest people for doing stuff like this. If they thought you were colluding with a Russian agent or putting out information or taking information and handing it over to Russia, they used to investigate stuff like this. And I guess now, you know, there seems to be no bars and people are not being told to hate Putin. Putin doesn't need a reason to be hated, end quote. Well, whoopee. And the rest of the gang on the view, they still do investigate and arrest people for things like this in communist China. I only watched this segment on replay when I heard what they said, so I don't have to apologize to you for watching it. But enough people do watch it to be truly frightening. The one thing I never heard on The View or from Mitt Romney was, is she right? Is what she said true? The truth is sometimes painful, folks, and hard to face. But it reminds us of how far we have fallen. It's true, or at least it certainly seems to be true. The Washington Post, however, says it's not true. The Ukrainian president says it's not true. There are bio labs funded by U.S. taxpayers in Ukraine by Victoria Newland's estimate, about 29 of them. But I suppose the Undersecretary of State could have been lying. The rumor was that Russia was targeting them for destruction, but now it seems they would rather capture them for propaganda purposes. Newland sounded the alarm that these deadly pathogens could fall into Russian hands and another wild conspiracy theory is debunked as reality. It's as much of a reality as we seem to have available to us in this world right now. Let me ask the question a different way. What if Russia and or communist China funded such labs all over Mexico, especially near the border? Would we be concerned about that? Would we demand inspection of the labs? Would we invade Mexico? Does the Monroe Doctrine or the doctrine of stay out of our hemisphere still apply? Does the Monroe Doctrine apply for Russia? Victoria Newland could probably tell us because she has been a strategic player in neocon politics for many years. She served as Dick Cheney's advisor during his time as vice president. Then she picked up Biden and stayed with him. Politics is interesting, folks. Because there are no limits. You can believe anything you want, no matter how nonsensical it is. A good example is that elite players in the tech world are getting on board with it all. YouTube just announced it is taking down all videos friendly to Russia as not meeting the YouTube standard for disinformation. In other words, only acceptable propaganda that is approved by the censors is allowed to reach you, the public. The president of Ukraine was on TV the other day as he addressed the U.S. Congress by video. He's quite good at this. He's quite good at the PR role, at least in part, because of his background as an actor and a comedian. But nevertheless, he has a knack for doing it. He asked Congress and President Biden directly for a no-fly zone. 
and for more aid and more weapons for Ukraine, President Biden answered him by promising $1.5 billion more so the war can continue, the killing can continue. But thank God the no-fly zone looks like it will not fly. President Biden went on to refer to Vladimir Putin as a war criminal. So I have a question for the president. Who put the hemorrhagic fever or Ebola in Ukraine? Who put the anthrax in Ukraine? Who failed to destroy or protect those labs for weeks when the invasion was known to be coming, or maybe the Undersecretary of State lied under oath to Congress. Is Putin the only one to invade a country that was apparently no threat to him? In conclusion, folks, is this story true or just propaganda? Do those labs exist or not? It's interesting that I would even entertain the notion my country would fund such things, but I just report, you decide. Finally, folks, where do we find truth or reason? Where do we even look for it? Truth and reason don't exist in matter, only in consciousness. They transcend the material universe, but for all its power, consciousness can be and often is crippled and altered. At least that's the way I see it. Until next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.